Big Shkayach. Big, big Shkayach. Shmuel, where is he? Is he around? He's always around. Big Shkayach. Shkayach for opening your home, for uh, letting all these Chashvah, uh, Chashvah, Eden get together, to for bring a little bit. Rishos, they're I'm intimidated now, you know what I'm saying? Usually not so intimidated. This guy's intimidated. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so let me share with you an idea, you know. The Yontif of Shuas is, uh, it's Mamash, uh, a very, very deep Yontif. It's the Yontif that the truth is we have, we only tasted the Yontif of Shuas, Mamash, very, very quickly. And then it went away. The Yontif of Shuas is really celebrating the Jewish people's receiving of the first Luchas. That's really what Maimon Harsina was about, that, that moment of Maimon Harsina, of Kabbalah Satara, what the way it should have been, is Kali Yisrael should have accepted in a full way the, the first Luchas. And we know it didn't happen. There was a, uh, a Pagam that took place in the, in the Chag HaShuas, which was the Chet Egel. And really, in order for us to fully return to that Simcha of Chag HaShuas, it's going to take Tchiyas Mason for us to really regain the Luchas Rishonis, the first Luchas once again. But like everything in Yiddishkeit, it's not just a matter of sitting back and waiting for something to happen, you know? There's an Avoida that we have to do right now to repair the Yantav of Shuas and to give ourselves the ability to receive the full blessing of the Yantav of Shuas, the full blessing of the Luchas Rishonis. In other words, it's, a, it's on us, it's our responsibility, for each and every one of us in our own way, to be masaking that chet of the, of the Egel Hazav, the golden calf. And if we, each one in our own way, can be masaking that chet, and to get to the very root of what the issue was, and to fix it, then that means that each one of us in our own life will be able to receive the Luchas Rishonis. So let's investigate a little bit in Chazal and Tanakh, what exactly was the root of the problem of the Chet Egel? Like, where did it really come from? Where was the beginning of it? When the Pasuk says that, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu went away and the Jewish people were afraid that he was Nifter, and they said, you know, they got all uh, confused and nervous about it, and they built an Egel Azov, that was only, that was, that was a much later part of a longer process that started earlier. What was the beginning of that Chet? All right, so it's like this. The Pasuk says in Parshish Yisrael, the following, V'chol amroim esakailas v'slapidim. The entire Jewish people, everyone heard the sounds and the, uh, and all the, the lightning and the thunder. V'skol ha-shoifer, they heard the voice of the shoifer. V'shahar oshein, the mountain was burning, was uh, full of smoke. V'yaram v'yinu v'yamdim rochek, and the people were terrified of this, they were shaking in fear. V'yamdim rochek, and they stood in a distance. Says in Pasuk Vyamral Maisha, the Jewish people came to Maisha Rabbeinu and they said, Daber Ata Imanu, Maisha Rabbeinu, we can't handle this. Daber Ata Imanu, you speak to us. Let Maisha Rabbeinu talk to you, and you'll tell us what the Rabbanish Lalam says. Vinishma will be able to hear from you. We don't want to hear the voice of the Rabbanish Lalam directly. We can't, we won't be able to withstand it, we're going to die. So that's the, that's the request that they make. V'yomer Moshe la'am, Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, Al tiro, don't be afraid, ki lavur nasis eschem ba'olakim. You're asking that you don't want to hear the voice of God, you don't want to hear the voice of Hashem, you want Hashem to talk to me, and I should translate. The Rabbani Shalom wants to talk to you, he wants to pick you up. L'vavur nasis eschem, he wants to pick you up, to raise you up. U'vavur ti yirasi al peneichem l'vilti techetor, he wants to, you know, sort of, mamish, entrench in your heart, yiras Hashem, the fear of God, that you shouldn't be able to ever sin. But this was the request that the, that, that the Om, that the people made with Moshe Rabbeinu, is, Taber ati imano you speak to us, and we'll be able to hear it. Va'al yidari imano v'lekim but we can't hear the Rabbani Shalom speaking, you speak to us. 
Chazal say in a number of places, this was the beginning of the Chayta Egel. This was the beginning of the Chayta Egel. The Chayta Egel, that fear that the Jewish people had when Moshe Rabbeinu was gone and they became so overwhelmed with confusion and fear that they actually built an Egel Azov, the beginning of that anxiety, the beginning of that nervousness came from over here. When they said, We can't hear from Hashem Himself, you speak to the Hashem speaks to you and you speak to us. So we have to understand exactly what was this fear, what was this nervousness, this concern that the Jewish people had. And if we could figure out what that concern is and overcome it, that's called the Masak in the Chetelit of the Egel Azov. And that's how a person prepares for Shuas properly. So it's like this. This story of Klai Yisrael making this request of Maishar Beinu, what I just read, that's the version that it says in Parshas Yisrael. But there's another version of the story of the conversation in Parshas Veschana, right? Parshas Veschana, Maishar Beinu repeats over the story of Mantara. And over there, the conversation is slightly different. So there it says like this. It starts off the same. That when Moshe Rabbeinu says, when you heard the voice coming out of the fire, and the, the mountain was consumed with fire. In Parshas Veschan, Moshe identifies who made this request. In Parshas Yisrael, you don't, have, you don't have it in front of you, in Parshas Yisrael it says, the Am, the, um, the nation. And over here it says, Rashi Shiftechem Vizeknechem, the heads of the tribes and the elders. The Zakeni Hador came to me. But time when they said, Hashem, our God, has showed his covet. That's God and his greatness. That's we heard his voice coming from the fire. And today we saw, that it's possible. We saw, we experienced that Hashem spoke to us and we survived it. But Vi'ataba, we're concerned about going forward, Lomanomus, we don't want to die. To hear like this ongoing, we're not going to be able to tolerate it. The fire will consume us. And he goes on. So you go closer to Hashem and you hear what Hashem says. You hear everything our Hashem our God will say. And you'll tell us, you'll communicate what Hashem tells you. And we'll do exactly as, we're, as, as, as you tell us. The Yishma Hashem is called Devrechem. Moshe Rabbeinu says in Parshat Veschanan that Hashem heard your request. B'davrechem Eli, that you asked me. V'yarim Hashem Eli, and Hashem said to me, Shemati is called Devrechem Hazeh, I hear the voice of this people. Asher Dabrechem, that they asked of you. Heitivu kal asher Deberu, it's coming from a good place. Heitivu kal asher Deberu, it's a Dover Toiv. It's a Dover Toiv in what they're asking. They should always be so nervous. They should always be so afraid. Nor that they should keep mitzvahs. That they should have good for them and their children forever. Alright, so these are two versions of the same story, seemingly. But there's a number of very important differences. First of all, in Parshas Yisroi, the people that make the request are identified as the Om, the people, the nation. Whereas in Parshas Veschanan, it's Rashechem, it's Rashi Shiftechem Vizeknechem, the heads of the tribes and the leaders. That's difference number one. Another difference is, is that in Parshas Yisroi, it's a very simple request, which is, Moshe Rabbeinu, you tell us we don't want to hear from the Rabbani Shalom. Whereas in Parshas Veschanan, it's with the whole poetic arichas. That we heard Hashem's voice, Hashem is our God, and it was amazing, we survived. But now we're, not, we're afraid of what's going to happen further. Therefore, you tell us, and whatever you tell us, Nasa Vinishma, is much more of an arichas. 
That's in Parshas Eschana. And one final difference is what the response is. In Parshas Yisrael, after this request, this short, succinct request made by the Om, by the, nation, by the nation, Moshe Rabbeinu responds with, Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen, Hashem wants you to hear, Hashem wants to pick you up, He wants you to have your Shema, He wants to pick you up. Whereas in Parshas Veschana, on the same request, Hashem Yisbarach responds to Moshe by saying, there's something good in what they're saying, it's not, halavai, uh, halavai, they should fear me, they should have such years, Hashem, always like they have now. So what's the differences? Why all these differences? All right, so it's like this. So <clears throat> the Ramban, in fact, writes in Chumash that these were two different stories. Ramban says these were two different stories. In Parshish Yisrael, the Ramban says that was a conversation that took place actually before the Aserah Sedivris. When the mountain started getting on fire and it started thunder, like before, when, the, when the fireworks began, before actual Kabbalah Satara started, but when the Koilas Uvrakin began, that's when Parshish Yisrael happens. And the Jewish people come all very nervous to Moshe Rabbeinu, like, we can't handle this, we can't handle this, you do this, not us. Rabbanisham, you know, let him talk to you. And Moshe says, no, 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 it's good, you have to hear, you have to hear. And then they heard Kabbalah Satara, they heard the Aserah Sedivris. And the Jewish people were then concerned, okay, wow, that was amazing, but to hear 613 like that, it's going to be overwhelming. And then the heads of the tribes and so on came to Moshe Rabbeinu with the quest of Parshas Veschana. So that's how the Ramban lays it out. The Yisrael was before Kabbalah really, and Veschana is after Aser Sedivris. <clears throat> the problem is, is that in Chazal, it's clear not like that, or at least some sheet is in Chazal, is not like that. Listen to what the Medrash says in Shir Shir. When Klai Yisrael heard, you shall, I am your God and you shall not have any other gods. With those words, Torah became in, implanted in the Jewish heart. The Neker Yitzhar Malibam and the Yitzhar became uprooted from the Jewish heart. And say Chazal, and after hearing that, and they're now holding by a place of Mamish Malachim, like a place of Adam region before the sin. Mamish, Elikus. So says the Medjish, Boetz and Maisha, they came to Maisha, and they said, Maisha Rabbeinu, Ta'asa'at, praised by Beneinu, you be the messenger, we can't handle this anymore. We heard the first two, we, we heard the Aserah Sedibris, we can't hear 613. Shenamar, and the Medjish quotes what Pasuk? Dabar Ati Manavinishma, they quote the Pasuk of Parshas Yisrael. So the Medjish is recording the story that after the Aserah Sedibris, after hearing the amazing, amazing experience of the Rabbani himself speaking to them, Kalishal says, that was unbelievable, we survived, but we can't see ourselves surviving further. And they come to Maish Rabbeinu with the request, Maish Rabbeinu, you tell us what the Rabbani Shalom tells you. And Chazal are quoting the Pasuk in Parshas Yisra. That's not the Ramban, right? The Ramban said Parshas Yisra was before Anoichi V'le'yilacha. If the Medrash goes like the Ramban, they, it should have quoted a Pasuk in Parshas Veschana. So from the Medrash it's clear, that both Yisroi and Veschanan were both happening after Kabbal Satara. They heard Aserah Sedivris from Hashem, and now they're afraid about going weiter, hearing the rest of the 613. So back to square one. What's the difference between the conversation mentioned in Yisroi and the conversation mentioned in Parshas Veschanan? All right, so let me share with you what we find in the Zara Kaddish. The Zara makes the following distinction. The Zara says... That in Parshas Yisrael, remember the, the, one of the first differences was that in Parshas Yisrael, the request was made by the Um, by the nation, right? Whereas in Veschanan, it was the heads of the tribes. <coughs> the Zohar Kaddish says that the Um, whenever you find in Chumash, it says the nation, 
Sometimes we're called B'nai Yisrael, and sometimes we're called the Om. The Om means the heir of Rav. Bez Hashem, by Shavuos night, we'll talk about the heir of Rav a lot. I think all night long we'll learn about the heir of Rav. It's, uh, we're Mamash living through it. So the Zohar Kodesh says that the difference is as follows. Parashat Veschanan was, the, every, all of Kalah Yisrael came to Moshe Rabbeinu with this request. After they heard Anoich V'Li'elecha, they heard that Sarasad Divris, unbelievable. They were now, in that moment, they were elevated to a state of Adam Marish and Kaidam The Torah was Ruchni, as godliness was implanted in their bones. The Yitzhar was uprooted from them. They were living Mamish like Malachim. And in that Matziv, all of Kalah Yisrael comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and says, we can't handle this going forward. But within the Jewish people, there were two groups. There's the Eir of Rav making that request, and then there's Klal Yisrael making that request. In Parshas Yisrael, Parshas Yisrael is recording the request as it was made by the, by the Eir of Rav. That's the Om, that's the nation. <clears throat> Whereas in Parshas Veschanan, that's a recording of how Klal Yisrael made the request. Now, what's the difference? So listen to the words of Rechaim Vital. Rechaim Vital writes this in his introduction to, uh, to Sharak Domus, to Kisviari. And Rechaim Vital is talking about what exactly was the request that was made by the heir of Rav in particular. Listen to what he says. Avoin Adam He says, this request that the heir of Rav made, of Meish Rabbeinu, it was very nice, that's Dibris, but going forward, you have to communicate with us. We can't hear from the Rabbanishalm himself. Says Rabbi Tal, this was once again the chait of Adam Rishon happening all over again. What was the chait of Adam Rishon? Adam Rishon rejected the Eitzachayim and only wanted the Eitzadah's Tevira. What does that mean? Says Rabbi Tal, means that Adam Rishon and what the Eir of Rav were requesting was that they did not want to get involved in the Eitzachayim, the Tree of Life, which is Sheikhach Masakabal, which is Primi Satayra. The Eir of Rav's request says Rechaim Vital, I'll tell you outside, then we'll read it inside together very quickly. The Eir of Rav's request was people that did not want, they, what was motivating the Eir of Rav's request was that they did not want to live like Malachim. They didn't want to live like Malachim. They wanted, listen, you know, they, they, tell me what to do, tell me the halachas. I don't know what you're talking about, Pinimis Atayra, Kabbalah, Ruchnius, I don't know what that is. Tell me simple, I'll, I'll live like a Jew, you know what I mean? I'll go to Shachar's Minchamar three times a day, it's fine. You know what I mean? I'll go to work, I'll do my thing, I won't steal, and that's it. Just make sure I don't go to Gehenna. So I have a nice chelik in Ganeidim, whatever it is. But just, uh, let me just be a Jew. Let me, let me, just, let me just live Pashit as a human being. And give me, give me mitzvahs uh, that I should function as a human being. But to live like a malach? I'll tell you the truth, I'm not really so interested. I'm not really so interested. I don't think I could handle it. I'm not really so interested in handling it. Said Rucham like this. That was also Adam Rishon's mistake. The Eitzachayim, what was the Eitzachayim? The Eitzachayim would have meant that Adam Rishon for all eternity would have been living in a way of 24-7 Dvekas. 24-7 Dvekas. And the Erev Rav and Kalah Yisrael were offered that experience by Mamar Arsina. That's what Shavuos is. If Kalah Yisrael would have received the first Luchas, it would have meant that we would for all time be Malachi Hashari's Mamish. Mamish completely dovuk to the Rabbani Shalom 24-7. The Erev Rav were not interested in that. They weren't interested in that. I want to be like a regular human being. Let me be a human being. Okay, you want to give me some extra responsibilities, whatever. I'm not interested in being on 24-7. I don't want to be on 24-7. 
I want to be able to like just relax. You're telling me that if I have the Lucas Rishon, the Lucas Rishon means I can't have like Monday Night Football. They want, they want the Monday Night Football. You know what I'm saying? They want to be able to to enjoy like the Knicks being half decent nowadays. You know, they want to enjoy it. And if you have the first Lucas, you won't be able to enjoy it. The first Lucas means that I'm not I'm not holding message. I, I I no longer care about the Knicks. And they said, but I, I want to care about them. I, I, I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And by taking the Luchas Rishonis, it means I'm not going to enjoy that stuff anymore. I don't want to make that sacrifice. This itself was the sin of the Erev Rav. When they said to Maisha Rabbeinu, Maisha Rabbeinu, you speak to us. We're not interested in the Rabbi Nishon talking to us. Pen nomus. Maybe we'll die. What does it mean to die? It doesn't just mean to die, literally to die. It means we're not going to enjoy ourselves anymore. We're going to be dead. We're going to be one of those like very, very from Yidin that doesn't care about Eilam Hazah. I would like to care about Eilam Hazah. This is why the Erev Rav, by the way, later on in Chumash, it says, His Avu Taiva, right? The Asafsav. There was a Chavra of Erev Rav, and they, were, they, they weren't interested in the Mun, right? What does it say? His Avu Taiva. They had a Taiva to have a Taiva. What does it mean? They didn't, they didn't actually have a taifa because they were eating mun, right? Or the leftovers of the mun. They, were, uh, they didn't have the mun mamish, they had the leftovers. But what does it mean? So they didn't, they, they didn't have any taifas. But that's what was bothering them. They wanted to have taifas. Like, I don't want to be a malach Hashem 24-7. I want to be a human being. I want to enjoy myself. And if I can't enjoy myself, that's also bothering me that I'm not able to enjoy myself. I want to enjoy myself. I want to want. And he says... <clears throat> And this is something said, Rahamital, that you talk find even Bizman Hazeh. By Shoimri Emuna, by Fruma Yidin, you'll have those Yidin that are B'nai Torah, that's what he calls them. Asher in our days, that they're Maisi Shemra, they say Lashonar about Pneumius Atayra. And they say, oh, you know, you get involved with Pneumius, all of a sudden you're becoming very, very from. And maybe you're not going to live so long or something. Yeah, all these... Oilam has will be taken away from you if you get involved in, in, in real Avodah Hashem. And this is, this is a time of the Erev Rav. This is a clip of the Erev Rav. And this is ultimately what led to the Egel. What led to the Jewish people, what led to the Erev Rav convincing us to go after the Egel, the root of the issue in terms of the Erev Rav was a rejection of wanting to be like a Malach, of rejecting of wanting to be a big tzaddik. Why, why wouldn't the Erev Rav want to be a big tzaddik? Why don't they want to be tzaddikim? Well, the answer is, is because being a tzaddik means having a part of yourself ripped away. And the Erev Rav didn't want to lose that part of themselves. Even though it's a little bit silly, right? Because once you're a tzaddik, it means you don't care anymore about the next. But Lemaisa, they didn't want that part of themselves to be taken away. They want his avu That's the time of the Erev Rav. And to this, they say very succinctly, the Om comes to Moshe Rabbeinu with a simple request. Moshe Rabbeinu, you talk to us. We don't want to hear from the Rabbeinu Shalom. If, if he talks to us, then what does it mean? It means that we're now big tzaddikim. And we're not so interested. We're not so interested. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu respond? Moshe Rabbeinu says, that's terrible. No, you have to want to be great. You have to want to be, good, be, be, be big. I, it means that if you become an Ever Hashem, if you really take Yiddishkeit seriously, it means that you're going to have to sacrifice. And it means that you might become a person that what? That doesn't enjoy Olam Haza as much anymore. That's a sacrifice that you have to make. That's what it means to be an Ever Hashem. To push yourself, to become an Adam God. 
That was the shock of Atari taking place between the Erev and Moshe Rabbeinu. But there's another conversation that took place between Knesset Yisrael and Moshe Rabbeinu. And this is also a problem when Knesset Yisrael made the similar request of Moshe Rabbeinu, you speak to us, we don't want to hear from the Rabbani Shloylam. But it wasn't as um, unbecoming as the Erev. It wasn't as low as the time of the Erev. What was the issue with Knesset Yisrael? Knesset Yisrael comes to Moshe Rabbeinu with a much more from concern. But it's also a mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu, comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and says, listen, it was unbelievable. Living like a malach, hearing the Aseris Adibris, halavai, we wish we could be tzaddikim. But their problem was, Moshe Rabbeinu, if we continue to be like this, if this is the standard that, Moshe, that the Rabbeinu Shalom keeps us on, we, we have so much yerzchait. We, we don't think we're going to be able to handle that. We don't think we're going to live up to that standard. See, it's not like the Erev. The Erev didn't want to have that standard. They don't want to be tzaddikim. Kalaiso says, well, of course we want to be tzaddikim, but we don't think we could handle that. We don't believe in ourselves enough to be able to say that we could talk withstand such a madrega. You're telling us that if we receive the first luchas, you're telling us that if the Rabbanu Shalom continues to communicate to us, it means that we have to keep every single mitzvah, like Mama Shal Malach, it would be great, we wish we can, I don't think we can handle it. And not only that, Klai Yisrael came to Moshe Rabbeinu with a very from taina. They said, listen, when by Shabbos Mavarachim, right, we request that the month should be a month of Yeres Chait. Yeres Chait. What does it mean, Yeres Chait? To be afraid of Averis, right? So said Klai Yisrael to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, we can't receive the first luchas, we can't hear the voice of Hashem Yisrael himself. Why? Because we know that we're frail, we, we have Yeres Chait, we're afraid of, of, of failure, we're afraid of that of that failure. There are people that are afraid of failing. And the reason why they are afraid of failing is because they see within themselves it's inevitable that they fail. This was the the Kataina, this was the request of Klayusotomaishabeno. We don't want to be held to the standard of Sadiq and why? Not because we don't want to, because we don't think we'll be able to handle it. We're we're honest, we're you know, we're we know ourselves. Listen to what the Leshem says. The Leshem talks about this. And the Leshem says this taina, this request of Klai Yisrael to Moshe Rabbeinu was also a terrible mistake. And he says like this. Lachem. Heim kasher bo midbar. When Klai Yisrael came to the midbar. Umotsu asatzmam sheimayim din tamid bepitoi hasam. V'tach b'loisov. When Klai Yisrael came to the midbar and they found that they were constantly, constantly being attacked by the Yitzhahara, by the Sitra and every single moment they're struggling with, uh, you know, thinking properly and not doing anything wrong. They didn't have enough confidence in themselves to trust God and to say, you know what? It's true that we're under attack constantly from the Yitzhara. But you know what? If the Rabbani Shalom put us to this place, it means that we can handle it. It means the Rabbani Shalom believes in us. It means that we can withstand it and we can become Sadiqim. I, we don't think we can. We don't think we can. And we're, bl- and, we're, and we're covering it in a very firm way that's called Yerushchit. Says the lesson, it's not Yerushchit. Yerushchit doesn't mean to be afraid of the inevitable fact that you will fail. That's not Yerushchit. Yerushchit says the lesson is what? Yerushchit means to be, to be always on guard and to always have your eyes open to make sure that you don't fall into an Aver. But to be afraid of the inevitable Aver that you will fall into. It's like a person, the Moshe I've given before, a person is driving the car. Are you afraid of a pothole? What does it mean? You're, you, are you literally, you have nightmares about potholes? No, it just means that you're watching carefully to make sure you don't drive into a pothole. 
Yerushchei doesn't mean that it's only inevitable that the monster is going to swallow me alive. Adarava says Eleshem, the avoid of Klaus at that time should have been to have bitachin. What does it mean bitachin? Bitachin doesn't just mean that everything that happens is, is coming from the Rabbanu Shalom. That's, that's, that's obvious. The higher level of bitachin that Klaus should have had is that we have bitachin in the Rabbanu Shalom's trust in us, we have bitachin in ourselves, that we can be tzaddikim and we can handle being tzaddikim. To say that the Rabbanu Shalom, we heard in the Aseris Adibris, but you know what that means, for, to, to live in such a standard forever. Of course we want to, we don't think we can. Who says you don't think you can? Who says such a thing? Says the Leshem. They said they're not worthy of, of holding by such a level. And that's why they constantly, throughout the entire Sefer of Amidbar, as we're entering this week, the whole Sefer Amidbar is full of this. The, the, every time anything went wrong, what was the thing? Oh, let's go back to Mitzrayim. Oh, let's go back to Mitzrayim. What's, go, what's so good in Mitzrayim? What, what are you so afraid of? So the heir of Rav is afraid of what? They're afraid of the sacrifice that one has to make to be a tzaddik. But the Jewish people, what are they afraid of? They're afraid of themselves. They're afraid of themselves. They're afraid of what type of demon and what type of devil is inside of them. And it's only a matter of time until that devil inside makes its way to the surface and it's going to destroy everything I've built. You know, they say, they say a Lushan, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, right? Klai Yisrael and Midwar are saying not like that. I'd rather not love. I'd rather not be a tzaddik even for the moment because I know eventually I'll, lo- I'll lose it. And it's better, to, better not to have loved than to have loved and lost. What they were afraid of was themselves. They were afraid of something inside of them that's going to, it's only a matter of time until I mess up. There are people like this, right? I've mentioned this before. There are people that, that they sabotage a relationship because they, know, they have such low self-esteem that it's only, they think that it's only a matter of time until this person rejects me. So you can't fire me, I quit. So they'll sabotage the relationship in order to make sure that they don't get, that they're not, they don't suffer being dumped. This is what Kalei Yisrael were doing. We know it's only a matter of time until Rabbanu Shalom will dump us. Because who are we anyway? A bunch of nobodies, a bunch of Avadim from Mitzrayim. So of course Rabbanu Shalom will, it's only a matter of time until he'll reject us. So you know what? It's better, it's better not to even start. It's better not to even start. So the Erev doesn't want to start because they don't, they, they push, don't want the Rabbanu Shalom. They don't want the Rabbanu Shalom, really. They want to be his avu They want to have taivas. But Kalei Yisrael is better than that. Of course we want the Rabbanu Shalom, but we don't believe the Rabbanu Shalom wants us ultimately. And if ultimately he's going to reject us, I don't want, says Kalei Yisrael, we don't want to go through that. So what, that was the mistake. And because of that, says the lesson, it's only a matter of time until Moshe Rabbeinu was gone. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to heaven and, and they think that Moshe Rabbeinu was gone forever. So of course now they're in panic mode. Of course they're in panic mode, because they're thinking to themselves, why is it the Rabbanu Shalom loves us? The only reason why, it's, it's only on condition. He only wants us because he believes that we'll succeed. Why are we going to succeed? Because Maishu Rabbeinu is backing us up. Okay, no Maishu Rabbeinu, everything is lost. So everything unravels. What should Kala Yisrael have realized? And this is ultimately the pnimius of what Shavuos is about. The Lashem says, that what Kala Yisrael should have realized is, that the Yisoyed the that both the Erev and Knesset Yisrael made the mistake with, the one Yisoyed is the same, which is that you think you're just a human being. The Jewish people thought, who are we? We're people. We're human beings. So the Erev says we're human beings, and therefore we're not interested in being like Malachim. And Kalah Yisrael says, of course we want to be like Malachim, but we're human beings. 
The aside of the mistake, both by the Erev of and Knesset Shal, was, making, was, was having that thought that what a Jew is, is a human being. And as a human being, either you want to stay a human being, or it's inevitable that you, fall, that you crash back down to earth as a human being. This is their mistake. The very reality of the Jewish people in this world, Haribiyarnu, we've explained before, is Lamala Me'ateva Lagamri, is Bechlal unnatural. Bechlal unnatural. We all come from Yitzchak Avinu, yeah? Why is it that Yitzchak Avinu was born to Avram and Sar when they were 100 years old? 190. Why? Why? Says why? To tell us one thing and one thing only, which is. We're not natural. It looks like we're human beings. And as human beings, either you'll go with the heir of Rav's camp, or you'll go with the mistake of Knesset Yisrael. But the reality is, it's not like that. This is why, you know, Shavuos comes after the whole Mahalach from Pesach, right? And Pesach itself, the Golas of Mitzrayim, started when? 400 years go back from Golas of Mitzrayim, is the birth of Yitzchak Avinu. It's all revolving on Yitzchak Avinu. Torah is called... We heard an from the mouth of power. That's the meat of Yitzchak. What is Yitzchak Avinu's Indian over here? What's Yitzchak about? Yitzchak means Yitzchak means we are not normal people. We're not normal. And if, it mean, and if you're not normal, it means that you don't belong on planet Earth. That I'm a human being. Well, what type of, no, you're not. You're a Yid. A Yid is not a human being. A Yid is a Malach Hashem Tzavakas. A Yid is, is, is above Malach. Happens to be the biggest Rahmanis, the saddest thing in the universe, is that a, that a neshama is taken from that highest place and put in this planet, and for 120 years, the person thinks he's a person. That's the biggest Rahmanis, it's the biggest tragedy in the world. If you think you're a person, the Mamela, either you want to stay as a person, or you're afraid of, of crashing back down to earth as a person. But the truth is, Nishmas Yisrael is the Malmidar Chateva. He says, the Jewish people, We don't have roots down here. We don't belong here. We don't exist here. Why is it that Klai Yisrael suffers the most? Why is it that all the Masailam are fixated on us? The answer is because we're not part of, we're aliens. We're Mamish aliens. They're not part of this place. We're not from here. We're not from here. And so because of that, of course the Masailam look at us as like, like what you, you don't belong here. We don't belong here. We were sent here for one purpose and one purpose only, to make this world a dear betachtoinim, to convert this planet into a home for the Rabbani Shlomo. And the only ones that can do that were shluchim from the Rabbani Shlomo, from that higher place. That's it. That's who we are. Everything else is a mistake. Everything else is, is, uh, is not appreciating the person you see in the mirror. Everything else is, is, is less than that. The inyan of the Chet Egel, what stopped us from truly, truly embracing Chag HaShuvos was, the, was these fears. The fear of being a tzaddik and the fear of failing as a tzaddik. And both those fears are a mistake. First of all, because you're not a human being, you are a tzaddik, amich So first of all, there's nothing, it's, it's only natural for you to want to be a tzaddik, it's Aleph. And Bez, there's ultimately no such thing as failing as a tzaddik. Because even if you don't live up to that standard, ultimately you will. That's who you are. That's who you are. Let me tell you, you know, there's a, the mice they say with Remendel Vitebsk that they used to say that whenever he came to say a drosha in the base medrash, or he would go from town to town, you know, and uh, whenever he say a drosha, people were just nisarbetshuva. Like, mamish, their lives were turned around. So the mice goes that there was one particular yid 
and he was in the uh, in this in this town. He happens to be he was uh, in Kyle. He was uh, you know learning all day and so on. But this guy, he was very from big masmid and all that. But his thing was that he loved food. He loved eating. He was a heavy guy. He loved eating. His his mother, his mother-in-law would cook their meals. You know what I'm saying? And he he liked eating. And he heard one day that the great Remendel's coming to his town to give a shir, to give a shmuz. And all this chaver were telling you, you know, any issue that you have, every any taiva that you have, you go. It's it's badegemenus. It's tested and proven. You go here. You go here. The tzaddik. The taiva is going to go away. So this guy's thinking to himself. I don't, I don't want to lose that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I enjoy the, the food that I eat. I, I, I would like to continue enjoying it. I don't really want to go. So, you know, so, so, so everyone's all preparing to come to this year. And they're asking him, you know, uh, Yankel, you know, you, you come early, you'll get a seat in front. And he's like, he's making all the excuses not to go. And Taka, you know, Remendel comes to the base medrash and everyone's there and looking around. Yankel's not, he's not here. Where is he? And so Yankel's back in the basement. He's learning. He's not like, you know, he's learning. But he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to get to that next Madrega, you know? But he says to himself, what am I supposed to do? I can't, I cannot go. I'm the only guy not going. It's, it doesn't look good. I cannot go. So I'm going to go, but I'm not going to listen. I'm going to go. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to stand in the back. I'll just officially be there. I'm not going to be paying attention. But you know how it is. He goes there, and he's not paying attention. He's thinking something else. He's looking at a safer, you know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not paying attention at all. And in the middle of the shmuz, whatever, whatever the tzaddik is talking about, the tzaddik just begins to cry. He just begins to break down and cry. And the tears of the tzaddik and the crying of the tzaddik makes its way into Yankel's head. And Yankel says to himself, oh, I knew this was going to happen. And he feels, he feels that taiva going away. He feels the taiva going away. And he's so upset. And he's like, I can't believe this is happening. But you know what happens? My says that after the taiva went away, and he goes back home, you know, his mother, his mother, whatever it is, prepares the meal. And he's sitting there, he's like, I don't care about this anymore. I just don't care about this anymore. And he says to himself, Baruch Hashem, I'm so happy I went. Because I didn't realize at the time, at the time when I'm thinking, before I went to this year, I was thinking, by losing this taiva means that like, I'm, not, I'm not being myself. I'm going to lose a part of my humanity. But Yankel said to himself, but after this year is over, and I realized when that part of me was taken away, what was discovered, what I realized underneath that little part was that I'm not a human being, I'm not a, I am a Malach, a Nishmas Yisrael. It's totally natural and normal for me to be, uh, to be an elevated Yid. Aravaydan Shavuos, especially what's going on with Eretz Yisrael and Bechlau Yisrael, is not to be afraid. The Iker is not to be afraid. All fear and all nervousness, of whether it be personal fears of, of failure, Personal fears, people are afraid of success, you know, I succeed and that means now I'm held to that standard. All these fears have to be gone, have to go away. The Iker, the Iker right now, the Yantav of Siva, the Yantav is, is to be besimcha, to be confident, and to be mechazek armuna, that Kalal Yisrael, like the Lashem says, We do not have a root in this place. And if the Rabbani Shalom implanted us here with his shlichas and his purpose of making this world dear it means we will, we, it means we have succeeded and we will succeed. Like Rabbi Nachman said, I've, I've, I've overcome and I will overcome. That's the Iker Simcha of Chag HaShuas, is the Don Natsach. It's the Don Natsach. And with that Simcha, with that Ahav, with that confidence, Kalish will be able to break through all barriers. And ultimately, the greatest barrier of all, which is the barrier of Golis itself, will be overcome with Simcha and Ahav and, and Chedva and Achdus. We shall be Zaycha to see that Simcha, Bishle Musa, in a revealed way. Enaim Gashmim, Vivias Gold Sadek, Meher Vimenu Amen. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey.